Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Joy, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm excited to talk to you about your chapter. Thank you. I'm so excited. But before we talk about it, tell us about you. What do you do and who you are? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Joy Turner. I am the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Business Partner for RDI Corporation. So right now, for me, that just means that I'm really trying to restructure our DEI accessibility and sustainability initiatives, outline some goals, and kind of put a strategy behind where we want to be over the next three to five years. I am a Cincinnati native. I have a very, very hyperactive five-year-old son, Jackson. So I spend a lot of my free time with him, although free time feels laughable because I'm also a full-time student. So, you know, just trying to do all of the things at once. It's so much fun being a mom, but then adding everything else onto it, right? It just, yes. it feels exhausting. And, yes. and I have to say, I might be partial, but Jackson is one of the cutest <laughs> little guys I have ever met and seen. And I just love him to death, but I can see him being very hyper and lots of energy for you. So much energy, but thank you. I appreciate that. Lena is cute as pie. We have to get them together for a play dates. And we say that all the time, but we have to really do it. I mean, don't you have time for that, Joy? You're just a yeah. full-time student, full-time mom, full-time employee. I mean, you have so much time, <laughs> so much time, so much time. Well, let's talk about leadership fusion. One, I'm just so excited for the success that you guys have already seen, but tell us a little bit about your chapter. Absolutely. So my chapter focused on inclusive leadership. DEI is a passion of mine. It has been for a while now. So any platform that I can use to help other people gain insights and look at things through a diversity, equity, and inclusion lens, I want to absolutely participate, take full advantage of. So this chapter is really a softball, I would say, and a baseline to how people can start to focus on more of that inclusivity within their teams and how to build their teams up so that as they move into leadership and become the future leaders of their organizations or, you know, whatever that looks like for them, they know what behaviors to model. So you talked a little bit about that at your current role, you're kind of forming and kind of Mm -hmm. ensuring that there's a framework within this space. If you were talking to another company who was kind of in that same space, what would be maybe one of the first couple things you would suggest to them to building a nice framework? I would say have open conversations. When you're creating these types of frameworks or trying to strategize what the future looks like from a DEI perspective for your organization, it's so important that all of that is not from the perspective of one individual. I met with some of the team yesterday and I was explaining to them like it wouldn't be inclusive at all if I was the only one whose perspectives and opinions were going into these initiatives. So having open conversations, meeting with teams and having focus groups, I like to call them culture circles, where you can just talk openly about where you are currently as an organization, where you hope to go, have one-on-one meetings with the leadership because it does need a top-down approach to make sure that there's buy-in at every level. So starting with those combos makes the world of difference. 
and you actually kind of started talking a little bit about my next question, obviously top down, super important. What are a few things that someone can do to get the buy-in from executives to make sure that they have this? Oh, that's a really good question. I think the buy-in comes from structure, right? And understanding how ultimately a business can leverage or profit from the DEI model. A lot of what we do in the DEI space is not tangible. So when we're looking at like KPIs and metrics and things like that, there may not necessarily be data that we can say, this is the impact that we made. But if you're able to tell a story in other ways or show, you know, the employee experience went from point A to point B based off of their involvement with affinity groups or feeling like they were valued and heard or their opinion mattered, then the executives kind of start to see the value there, even if there's not a specific number tied to it. So as long as you have something that is structured, where you can say, these are the steps that I'm taking, and this is the impact that it will make, even if that impact is not tied to a specific number, it's a lot easier to get the buy-in at that point. I just did a podcast this morning with someone and she asked me if there was any metrics around empathy. And I kind of said the exact same thing that you just said is that it's more storytelling. It's more Mm -hmm. kind of seeing the successes. There's not a specific data point that you can really put into your process to say, oh, we got empathy. So much of DEI is that way, right? Like we can't say, like, sure, there are things we can measure. Like has the number of minority or underrepresented leaders increased or something like that. But as far as like feelings of psychological safety and inclusivity, there's really not a way to tie a number to that. Yeah, I can see that. But I also think that a lot of it is that storytelling, like you said, Mm -hmm. it's so impactful and getting to have those because it is feelings, right? A lot of this Mm -hmm. is emotion. Like you talk about safety. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is not hard data. It is seeing a employee who feels safe to come to the office or feel safe to have a conversation around something that might not feel safe. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So much of what we're talking about right now does kind of revolve around that psychological safety perspective. And then authenticity, making sure that people are comfortable enough to show up as themselves and don't feel like they have to dress a certain way or look a certain way in order to get to that next level, really encouraging people to be yourself. And that's what will take you the furthest. Now, I'm sure that writing a chapter, being a part of a book, there might've been some insecurities or, oh my gosh, am I able to do this? Tell me a little bit about your writing journey. How did that feel for you? Oh, wow. Definitely some insecurities, definitely some imposter syndrome setting in like, oh, am I even a SME enough myself to start to tell other people how to do this work, right? But I think that ultimately, I just kind of had to hone in and say, okay, Joy, you do know a lot about the space. You do know what you're talking about. You've done the studying, like you've read the books. So now it's your turn. So the writing journey for me, it was definitely up and down. Like I had my moments where I'm like, I'm going to sit down and write this much tonight. And that rarely happened. So honestly, I think there was a day where I was just like, I have to get this done. Like I have to just focus. And I just sat down and knocked it out because when I was like trying to force myself into it or trying to get my creative juices flowing, I just felt like I was hitting walls. So one day I was like, this is it. This is the day we're going to do it. So Jackson was with my mom. I sat down, I pulled up my notes on my phone and I'm like, okay, we're going to get through this. And I 
just started thinking about all of the experiences that I have had or that I wished I had and ways that we could introduce this topic to other people that may be in similar positions and not really sure where to start. So that was the approach that I decided to take because I was also like, where do I want to start with this? Because it's such a broad spectrum. And I'm like, we need to start from the beginning because if we start in the middle or we go too deep for this like first initial introduction to these topics, then people will get lost. It can be really overwhelming when you want to put something together. And then I love how you decided to start from the beginning because that's Mm -hmm. so powerful. Because even if an organization has a structure and has a strategy, doesn't mean they can't go back to say, do we do it right? Is it Mm -hmm. right? Does it feel good? Are we missing something? And it's almost like, let's start from the beginning and work our way through it again. Yeah, 100%, because I think a lot of organizations started to put together DEI initiatives specifically after the George Floyd murder. That's when we really started to see a corporate push. And when you feel that pressure as a company to do something like that, you might just kind of throw something against a wall instead of really sitting down to figure out what is the best way to tackle this. So kind of taking things back to square one and really reevaluating the way you approached it if you've already done it or the way you should approach it if you haven't done it before, I thought was the best way to get into the topic. So we got to talk about that you are an Amazon bestselling author now in 10 categories. (laughs) Wow, right? It's crazy. I want to know, what do you want to do with that? Now that you're an author, now you're a bestseller, like what are some goals and, you know, kind of the sky's the limit for you. So what do you want to do? I want to do it again. For starters, I really enjoyed the writing journey despite the obstacles and the kind of walls that I felt like I hit. At the end of the day, I really enjoyed the entire process. I enjoyed seeing it come to fruition. So I want to do it again for starters. And I think I want to start to get more into the speaking space and the conference space. I know that we've talked about that before, but beginning to leverage my learning and development background and take advantage of the fact that I have been publicly speaking for so long and a allowing this book to kind of open doors for me would be ideal for next steps. Yes. I think that for you, just being able to share the wealth of knowledge you have mm-hmm. to get more confidence and that you are, that's me. And that is, you know, <laughs> you need to own that, but then to be able to get some more writing from you, I think that would be fantastic because your chapter was wonderful. Thank you. Joy, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You're- you too. I love your smile and I know that no one else can see it, but I just enjoy talking to you. So I think others might want to talk to you too. So how's the best way for our audience to connect with you? You can connect with me on LinkedIn for sure. You can find me under S period Joy Turner. You can also email me if you'd like. My email address is Sandra, S-O-N-D-R-A, Joy, J-O-I at gmail.com. I will add all that to the episode notes. Joy, thank you so much for being a part of this. Of course, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.